Good morning, Middle Church. emotions I would have just looking at you all like in an actual indoor space sitting in pews again it's been so long um, we're so grateful for all of you being here all of you are joining us on the online space Hi! I'll be right with you one second we're gonna do a little you know as we do we like to do a little uh, centering moment so we can get right into worship so if you'll ground yourself and take a deep centering breath Come, let us worship God. Yep, that's why I'm talking. See there? See how we handled that? Look at God in the new space. So, if you have it on your phone, that's where to look for it, because you won't have a paper copy. But it's easy enough where you don't really even need your phone, and hopefully you don't have to look at it, right? My friends, I give you the Jerese Johnson Gospel Choir leading you today.
Thank you, choir. Now, friends, as the choir makes their way back to their seat, I would love to invite the young, and of course the young at heart, up onto the stage with me for a very special message to our friends. And I hope I don't talk to myself. I can, I can talk to anybody. I can talk to a wall if I want to. Young, young at heart, you wanna make your way up and hang out with me? Hey friends. Hello. I know, it's a little, it's a little interesting, isn't it? It's a little interesting. Let's sit crisscross applesauce, put some distance between us and our friends. Hello, hello, hello. Friends, today I want to talk to you about change. And I have a couple pictures of some things that change. And I wonder if you can help me identify them for the crowd, okay? Now I have a green one and I have a yellow one. Now what are these? Yes, I can move here. Go ahead, you can call it out. They're leaves, exactly. Okay. What's this top one? Call it out. Okay, what about the, what's inside? Blue, okay, what about this one? Yellow. Yellow and green, okay, and what are all these different things? There's a word for them. Zane? Their color is exactly. This one we might need our grown-ups to help us with, okay? I'm not an artist, never, never claimed to be. What are we seeing here? So what's on top? Can anyone read? We have readers. Gabriel? It is a red heart, and there's people in the red heart. And do we have any friends who read? Do we know what the top word says? Middle, exactly, this top is middle. And this bottom one is also middle, okay? Now friends, there are many other examples of things that change. These are just my three. And what I want us to notice about them is that even though they're a little bit different, they're still really similar in many ways, right? Might be a different color, but it's still a leaf. A leaf is still a leaf. These things have changed, but the change isn't bad. It's just different, okay? Now today is our first worship in this new church, right? Yeah! And how do we feel about that change? Yell out some words. How do you feel about that change? Good, we feel good. Good, excited. Were you also excited? We have a lot of good energy in the room. We feel good, we feel excited. Can I confess? I feel a little nervous, yeah. I feel a little uncertain. I feel a little sad. It's not where we're used to being, right? But all of these feelings, whether they are good and excited or nervous or scared or uncertain, they are all really important and they all happen when big change happens. And a new church home 
there's a big change, right? This looks very, very different than what we are used to. Now, friends in the audience and our friends online, can you just call out to our friends on stage? Anything you want, say hi, say I love you, say good morning, anything. Good morning, good morning. I love you, hello. <laughs> friends, can you hear all of our grown-ups out there and all of our friends online? We are all in this together and we are going to hold each other together and hold all of our feelings together like a family and like a community. Because even though our church building looks different, that is how we have always been and that is how we will always continue to be, okay? So even though things look different, I want, whenever you think about change, I want you to imagine it doesn't have to be bad because we have friends and we have a community caring for us together. Okay, does that sound good to you? Does that feel good to you? Okay. Now friends, we're not gonna hold hands like we used to do in our old sanctuary, but what I would love for us to do is to stand together and we're gonna pray together and I want you to repeat after me, okay? So let's go ahead and stand together. Okay, I want you to repeat after me and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Dear God, thank you for community. Thank you for community in times of big change. Times of big change. Help us remember that change isn't bad. Change isn't bad. It just looks different. Just looks different. Amen? Amen. Okay, friends, let's go back to our seats and we're going to sing a familiar song. for the first time in this new place. Will you raise your hand if you are worshiping with us for the very first time today? Just raise your hand. And if you're online, put it in the chat and our ushers will greet you online. Keep your hand up if you're here in person. And if you're comfortable just saying where you're from in the city or, or something, that would be great as I come by. If you're not comfortable, just go like this and I'll keep going. Welcome. Uh, Mountain View, California. Hi, welcome. Hi, welcome. Dallas and Houston, Texas. Dallas and Houston. Who else is here for the very first time? Can you shout it out? Judgment from Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Who else is here for the very first time? Woohoo, who did I miss? Hi, hi, where are you from? Connecticut, welcome. We got one back here. 
Seattle, Washington. Hi, welcome. Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia, Virginia. Welcome. Orlando, Florida. Florida. Anybody else? Yeah. Hi. Westfield, New Jersey. Westfield, New Jersey. Hi. Italy and New York City. And hi, friends up here. One more over here. Ah, my friends, hi, where are you from? Italy and Germany. And now, and now the East Village, right? Ish. One more, hi. Guyana. Where? Zeke, welcome. We are blessed with a beautiful global community, and those that are online, we welcome you as well. Yeah, where are you from? Utah! In case you didn't know, this is a global community, and we are so glad that you are here as evidenced by the beautifulness in this space today. Please connect with us online at middlechurch.org. See an usher or a staff person. Raise your hand, ushers and staff people, so we can see you. Usher, staff people, connect with one of us if you'd like to get further connected. Hi, welcome. Now, I know Reverend Natalie always welcomes us to worship with a beautiful deep breath, but I need another one. Does anybody else need another one? Let's take another breath together. Yes, we are in a new place, whether we are here in person or watching online. It looks different than it has looked for the past 18 months. But we are here together. And just a few little housekeeping things as this is our first time. Thank you for those of you who are in person for walking through the check-in process with us. We're going to keep... We're gonna keep refining that, but send any feedback that you have, just one of us on staff, so that we can help refine that process. There are two opportunities for bathrooms. One is right here, and then the other ones are outside. There's an ADA restroom outside and two additional bathrooms. We are gonna ask that you exit in the back to use the ones outside. We're not staffed today for this one to be an exit. So if you'd like to use the bathroom outside, go back and around. And then just a little, a few whoo, more reminders that one of the ways that we are loving ourselves, loving our neighbors and the world is by being as COVID responsible as we can. So we really do appreciate you all wearing masks while you're in here with us. Keep them over your nose and your mouth while you're here and know that all of us as part of this community are called to help each other with that. So if you see someone who could use a reminder, go ahead and out of just love, remind them to help keep us all as safe as possible. And any other house announcements I should make right now, Jackie, John, Dion, you can think of? Okay, all right. Um, then let's move into a time that we have begun to call middle rising, which is where we talk about all the ways that we are rising in beloved community together. There's three things I wanna draw your attention to. The first is coming up on Wednesday, October 20th. 
Yay, our screen is working. And we will be doing an event called Rising to Indigenous Reparations on October 20th at 7 p.m. That's part of our 10-month-long Freedom Rising Salon series, which we hope you'll go ahead and get a season pass to if you haven't already, or just join us for this one-off with Reverend Jim Bear Jacobs and Callie Spitzer, as they will be in conversations with the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis. Along the same lines, you all know that we have had a reparations task force hard at work for the past year and a half. They presented um, a first conversation a couple weeks ago, and their second one is coming up on October 17th or October 26th. You don't need to come to both. Choose which time works for you best. But our reparations task force really wants to hear from you and what you want our reparations listening and learning work to look like. Um, Anna is here. Is there anybody else from the task force that I could call on if you have questions? Okay, maybe just Anna. And then finally, I hope by now you are aware that our senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, has a book out. You can pre-order it now. I hope you have. The official release date is November 9th. And the way that Jackie in this book talks about fierce love as a story of her life and faith and theology is the framework for how we are going to be talking about who we are this year as a community together as we rise in fierce love. So please go ahead and pre-order that book now. And now let us move into a time of prayer. I ask that you pray in whatever way or fashion is comfortable to you. If you'd like to close your eyes, you can. If you'd like to keep them open, you can. But get comfortable, take a deep breath, and let's pray together. Holy God, we are rejoicing in the name of you always. And again, we say rejoice. God, we need moments like this where we can stop and catch our breath because we find ourselves in a moment that feels simultaneously new and very familiar. As Glenda, one of the witches in Wicked says, friends, we have been through some frightening times and there will be frightening times again. But not if we let some Broadway character, but if we let God, we will be good. We will get through it. We will figure it out together. Holy God, there's so much in the world that breaks our hearts. If we just turn on the news or open our Twitter feed, it can be overwhelming. The way systemic racism and oppression, capitalism and patriarchy cause our world to be far from the world that you imagine, God. Our hearts break. And so we call on ourselves, the work we must do internally and as a community to continue to become the people that we know we can be. The movement, the people, peace-loving, justice-loving, goodness, holiness, and God. 
Let's say together now, as we continue to pray, a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. You can pray it in whatever language is comfortable to you. There's an inclusive version printed in the bulletin, which you can access by texting the number that's in the bulletin. Let's pray together now. Ever-loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. friends, we are going to pass the peace. We're going to do it in some new and exciting ways today. First of all, for our online community, there is a special Zoom room for you that Reverend Ben is hosting online. So I hope you've checked out the chat. Reverend Natalie's already put it in there. But click on that and access your own special intimate Passing of the Peace Zoom room with Reverend Ben. And also, for those of us here, go and see Natalie and she will show you our camera so that you can wave directly and speak a word of love to our online community right over here. And as we are in this space, we are going to be loving each other, not by imagining that people are comfortable to be hugged or even touched with a handshake. So let's assume that we are not going to touch each other, but use other ways to show your hello, to show your admiration. Jackie mentioned last week that we can practice namaste from our Hindu siblings by placing our hands in front of us and bowing as a way to see the neighbor in another person. So let's pass the peace of God together. Family, the peace of God be with you.
changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever Thank you, Branch. Thank you, Dion. Hello. 
My mic is a little hot, but Jeff is all over that. In the meantime, will you take a selfie with me? Okay, do you put your best middle happy, well-adjusted? Oh, there you are. Excellent! Yay! <laughs> you guys, I'm so far away from you, but with the lighting in here, this is my best spot. This is what I've been told. Chocolate people have to stand in the best spot. <laughs> it's good to see you. Hello, everybody! I'm far enough away, I'm going to preach without my mask. Is that okay? So the people in the digital church can see my facial expressions, and you can too. Hello, digital family. What's up? Middle, I don't know how you're feeling right now, but it is kind of wonderful and odd and fabulous and amazing and weird to be in a new place together. Is that, did I get it all? <laughs> um, but I'm here and you're here and I'm so delighted that you're here. We are going to um, have a chance to worship together and then immediately after worship, John and I are giving a talk about our sabbatical travels. And so the, the title of that was online and you'll see that in just, we'll be like 1245 to 145. The first one of the talks about our sabbatical time together. We did a journey through the South, and you'll hear more about that this afternoon, but I hope you'll stick around. I also just want to remind you that your mask works best when it's on your nose and mouth. I want to remind you that there's a bathroom here and two more outside, and just to invite you to please take one more breath with me and feel at, as home we can be in a new way and a new space together. I want to invite you to listen now for a word from God in Scripture. I'm reading today from Psalm 8, and I'm going to read from the uh, New Revised Standard Version. And it's a psalm about the divine majesty and human dignity partnership between us and God. Listen now for a word from God. To the leader, the player of the Gittith, a psalm of David. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, and out of the mouths of babes and infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them, Yet you made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory. You have given them 
dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen and also beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The word of God for the people of God. Will you say a prayer with me? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we ask as we seek to hear a word from you that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A little lower than God. Okay. Is that haughty? Is it arrogant? Is it accurate? I think it's such a startling proclamation that several of the translations in the English Bibles don't say a little less than God. They say a little less than angels. Because that's just a little more palatable, you know? We don't want to be too much like God. That makes us feel heretical. I think so, anyway. In the New uh, International Version, the, the translation is, you've made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. In the King James Version, those of us who have it memorized in the Red Letter Bible, for thou hast made him, man, a little lower the, than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. In the New Living Translation, you, yet you made them only a little lower than God, and crowned them with glory and honor. In the Message Translation, yet we've so narrowly missed being gods, bright with Eden's dawn light. But in the Hebrew, that word right there that we are a little less than is the word Elohim. And the word Elohim is God, not angels. It's God. It's God all over the Genesis creation story in the first chapter. 32 times, mostly with reference to God as the subject of all of the creation activities. Creating, speaking, separating, calling, making, placing, and blessing. The principal question being proposed by the writer of Genesis is, who causes all of the creation to exist? And that causing agent, that causing agent is Elohim, it's God. And here in Psalm 8, that creation is being celebrated and the role of humanity in the ongoing creating activity is also being determined. We who are a little less than Elohim have been crowned with glory and majesty. We are to rule over or have dominion over 
creation in partnership with God. I don't really like the word dominion. Does anybody wrestle with the word? It feels like dominate. It feels like stand on top of. It doesn't feel very feminist. It doesn't feel very equal. But the sense of that word in the scripture is actually, and this is really cool to me, we are God's viceroys. We are God's ambassadors. We are God's posse, God's people, God's agents, God's substitutes in regards to stewarding the creation. And we don't get to steward it the way we think we're supposed to steward it because God has put us in charge of it. We're supposed to do it the way God does, the way God holds the world, the way God loves the world, the way God loves the world, the way God cares for the world, the way God answers the world's cries, this for this, we have been deputized. Are you with me? Anointed, appointed, set apart to do the work of the holy. Now let me problematize this for you just a second, because I know it's already cooking in your mind. What deeply concerns me is that the way we talk about God, the way we theorize about God, the way we theologize about God, the way we create God in some of our own images is a huge problem if we think we're supposed to be like God in the universe. Is God vindictive? Is God puny and punitive and petty? Is God nefarious? Just, I don't know, I'm in a bad mood. Let me let there be a storm and see if I can kill some people. Or, those bad people deserve the storm, so let me rain out everybody. That story about the flood and the rainbow, I question that theology, though it is in our canon, because I think those primitive people were wrestling with trying to understand God and how God relates to the world, and they decided that God was mad and therefore made a storm. But, you know, check me on that. My elders will talk to me about that later. Maybe I'm making up the Bible live and I don't know. But I wonder about theologies that cast God as the boogeyman, the bad cop, the violent spanker of butts for all of our enemies and everybody we don't agree with. Amen? I wonder what kind of God we make up in order to keep folks in line. Does God rape and pillage the land? Does God not value the kitty cats and the puppies and the cows and the fish as much as God values the humans? Does God believe it's okay to take the resources out of the earth and leave a hole in her soul? Does God create a hierarchy of humankind with the straight, white, Christian, 
citizens of the United States on top, and the black, poor, queer, emigrant folks in other nations on the bottom. Is that God? Or, my friends, is that us? This view of God, this understanding of God as someone, some being who created white folks better than black folks, determined that white folks should be able to have manifest destiny about all the lands in the world, determined that black people, because of the curse of Ham or Cain, depending on what theology you read, that we are just destined to be enslaved and broke, who determined that queer love is bad love, that God? We do not understand the power of those theologies when we think about what it means to rule over creation or have dominion over all creation. And those theologies are encrusted in the Constitution. They are enshrined in our laws. They live in our legal system. They live in church polity. They live in school polity. They live in housing patterns. They live in the healthcare system. That God, that puny, angry, particular God, is the God of white supremacy, that is the God that allows some folks to think that critical race theory is something we shouldn't be talking about. Because to talk about critical race theory is to name the truth of the way our land is shaped on those ideologies. And we have Derrick Bell and Kimberly Crenshaw and others to think, to thank about getting this critical race theory conversation on the table. And who do we have to thank for why books are being pulled out of schools, why teachers are being critiqued about teaching, why the media is acting like critical race theory is a problem? Who do we have to thank for that? I'm not really asking you to say names of people. My cousin Larry, <laughs> Aunt Bertha, yeah. What I mean is, the people who take this psalm and think that they are to rule over the world with their power and their might. We have them to thank for that. And so, where we find ourselves is not only our legal system, our educational system, our housing system, our economic system, but the church and our religiosity is scarred by white supremacy. And we have exported this religion all over the nation and all over the globe. It feels like a new story, but ProPublica broke the story of those children in Tennessee, you read that, who were arrested for watching other kids fight. The story that they broke is not the story of those 11 black kids arrested, but all the children who've been arrested in that county, Rutherford County, Tennessee, since 2008, because they have a loophole in their law called the filter system, where police 
and the arresting agents and schools get to decide which little black children need to go to jail. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy. And not only that, the, black, the children that are detained in that county, 48% arrest rate compared to a 5% arrest rate in the rest of Tennessee. We have to know that there's something foul in that county in Tennessee, amen? And it isn't enough that we export this all over the country. It isn't enough that we're dealing with voting rights and trying to squash it in, in states. It isn't enough that 13 or 14 states have passed laws against critical race theory. We're also exporting hatred now across the globe. Maybe I should say once again. Have you seen the story about Ghana? Have you seen the story about the LGBT roundups? coercions, misplacements in jail, rape and plunder of innocent queer people in Ghana because Ghana is deciding that queer people are against their family values. Have you seen that, my friends? I'm so sick at the way our world is moving backwards instead of forwards because there is an agenda at work to make America white Right, as in right wing, biased, greedy, stank, what are the words, what else could we use? Mean, prejudiced, homophobic, transphobic, and we're not going to be satisfied until the globe looks that way. I think that middle church wants more than that, don't you? I think that middle church understands that we are called by God to do a bold new thing on the earth. And that's no less than making this community, this neighborhood, this city, our parish, this nation, and the globe look like God's love rules. That God's love rules. That God's love rules. And that we who are created in the image of God, we who are crowned with glory and honor, we who would stand in the footsteps of the holy, we need to be desperate in the way we communicate what love looks like now, as though our lives depend on it because they do. And so do the lives of those children in Tennessee, those children in Baltimore, those queer people in Ghana. Somebody say amen. I know it's homecoming, and last week I told you you're the church. And I asked you, what kind of church do you want to be? And I was soft and gentle and loving last week because I didn't want to scare you. But today, <laughs> I want to light a fire under you. I want you to feel so invested in what we say and how we say it, and what we teach, and what we preach, and how we train our children, and what we put online, because God has called us for such a time as this. And this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. There's too much work to do for the collars we've been deemed by Nathan. 
<laughs> and the deacons and the elders. You are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are rulers on God's behalf of a world that is lost and needs to be found, that is blind and needs to find sight. Here's what we're doing, and here's what I want you to do. What we've done is we've taken our conference, our annual April conference, and we've broken it down into 10 parts called Freedom Salons, so that those 6,000 people who came last year to be trained on revolutionary love and on anti-racism can find their way into these third Wednesday meetings, smaller meetings, and gather and learn and talk about indigenous reparations, about women's rights, about trans rights, about the environment. We have a beautiful schedule, and at least one of those things is where your heart is cracked wide open and where we want you to find your way in. Please subscribe to those. I know middle people, you think we're going to give you a discount in about a week. We're not. Not this time. It's $199 for 10 of those and the April conference and my book. It's a value of $289. And you get it for $199. Not only that, you get to fund this movement because the budget your board passed has those kinds of programs in it to help raise money. Sign up for the classes. Can you sign up for the classes? Middlechurch.org. I'm inviting you to do that. The second thing I'm inviting you to do is to be evangelists. Now, when I was in seminary, I thought evangelism was a bad word. It made me think about tracks and knocking on doors and... I all icky and embarrassed about it. No kidding. But evangelism just means share the good news. If you think middle is a good news place, then let's make sure we invite people to come. We have people who came for the very first time today from all over the country. Amen. <laughs> and we have people online for the very first time today from all over the world. And we can tell ourselves... Good. We got it. We did it. We didn't do it yet. <laughs> We're not finished until every couch is holding a butt that is watching a screen about revolutionary love, about just love. We're not finished until the whole country can sing We Shall Overcome, the Titus Burgess version. We're not finished until all the people sitting in the middle and wondering, can the Jews come? Can the Muslims come? Can the Buddhists come? Does God love everybody? Hell yeah, God loves everybody. When everybody's clear, we've done our job. Somebody say amen. amen. So take a moment when you get that email. Share that email with your mama, your daddy, Uncle Bill, Uncle Bob. Send the notes out. Invite people to come and let's keep growing the movement. There's plenty of good room in God's reign for the people. That's number two. And number three, I'm asking you to be on a personal spiritual journey this year. Like you know what that looks like for you. Where's the place where you're wrestling? Where's the place where you're struggling? Where's the place where you're afraid or your faith muscle needs to be strengthened? Pick a thing, a class, a moment, the choir, the deacons. Pick a part of middle church 
and stretch your soul by engaging in those activities, your own self. Register for the class, share the story, take a spiritual personal journey with us this year. I'm so overwhelmed with fire that keeps on burning, with figuring out how to rebuild, with wondering what this is all going to be like, and the world that's just a hot mess. I need your help. The staff needs your help. We need you to be in this, not as spectators, but as stakeholders. And so the next time I talk, I'm going to be talking about your financial commitment to this movement. That's part three next week. Don't stay home, all right? <laughs> Come on, y'all. There's work to be done. And we can do this together. Amen. Hi, I'm Jackie Lewis and I'm the Senior Minister of Middle Collegiate Church. We are a welcoming, artistic, inclusive, bold expression of God's love on the earth. We've been doing ministry on the Lower East Side of Manhattan since 1628. We take very seriously Rabbi Jesus's call for us to love God with everything we have and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we're inspired by the way Dr. King described power. power as justice correcting everything that stands against love. So here's how we do love. We stand for the value of black lives because we understand when black lives matter and white supremacy is a pastime paradigm, all of the racial ethnic minorities and all of us will live together in peace. We stand for our queer siblings, not just in June, but all of the time because we know that they are awesomely and wonderfully made in God's image. We stand for a woman's right to choose. We stand against guns and against mass incarceration. We stand for Mother Earth and want her to live and flourish for a very long time. We know that we're connected to one another and that's why we also stand against poverty and for a living wage. If this sounds good to you, if you want to be a part of a community that walks its walk and talks its talk, a place where you're welcome just as you are as you come into the space, then I invite you to join us. Go to middlechurch.org slash join and you can be a part of this family. When you join us, we'll be delighted to welcome you
You should see the view. Good morning, Middle Church. Y'all should see the view from up here. It's gorgeous. Won't you join me in a prayer, please? Dear God, what a treat it is today to worship in person and indoors. We give you thanks that we can gather in person after an 18-month hiatus. Thank you that your love transcends whatever the world throws at us, be it a pandemic or a fire. Accept these gifts as a token of our gratitude to you. Thank you, God, for all you are doing in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, my friends, that's worship number one in the building. Um, <laughs> amen. So this hybrid world is very hybrid-y, and there's some new things that we're dealing with and creating for you. And so one of the things we're going to do right now, we're just going to try it right off the bat. We're going to have a video uh, from a couple of years ago with Madge and Kaylin singing This Is Me. And we're going to ask you to join in. I'm going to call the gospel choir up here. And again, don't look for a physical copy of the lyrics because you won't find them. Uh, but they are on your phone if you did the QR code. And we're going to have you join us middle style. We're going to see how this works out. So you uh, feel free to jump in. John's being nice. This is the closing hymn. We stand for the closing hymn. We jump in for the closing hymn. Amen. Woohoo! Another 
very end. I'm making up stuff. everywhere who made this happen. Thank you, Amanda, for finding this beautiful place. Thank you so much. Where is she? And thank you all for coming. So we're running late, because we know we are. And we're going to take a break, like it's a few minutes, and John and I will do our talk. If you're staying, just ask you to take a breath and have a seat. We won't be long. If you need to leave, that's cool, too. We're going this way, um, out the door. And you played with us today, right? in a new space. How did we do, Susan? <laughs> How did we do, Ellen? Okay? Okay. Excellent. We love you so much. We are so glad you're a part of us. It is so good to see you. And we need you. So, offering plates, text, donate, give, invite. Pray, join, love, grow this movement. Because even on your worst day, our scripture says we're just a little less than God. On our worst day, when we feel fat and frumpy and yucky, a little less than God. When we feel impotent and afraid, a little less than God. When we feel overwhelmed and like we can't get it done, just a little less than God charged to hold the world on God's behalf. That's a big order, but we can do it. We can do it together. 
because we got all the stuff that we need to get it done. Thank you for coming. I love you. Come, get, come give me a hug.